Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm joined by Washington rookie corner Benjamin St. Juice to discuss his progress. He was excellent at detailing what he's learned in two games and how that can help him moving forward. Also, ESPN's Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg helped preview Sunday's game in Buffalo. What she has seen in the first two games and what it means for Sunday. You can follow her on Twitter at A, at a Getzenberg, so it's A G E T. Z-E-N-B-E-R-G, and read both of our work, of course, at ESPN.com. I have a story up now about Washington's defense, how it's facing more six-man protections, and other ways teams are slowing the Washington pass rush, and some of the issues that's been plaguing them, mostly discipline. Before I play my conversations, I want to share my prediction. At the beginning of this week, I felt Buffalo was a lock. Their defense looks strong. They're playing at home in Washington, while one and one has exhibited too many flaws to predict a road upset at this point. I still think Buffalo wins. I do think it's going to be different than I thought it was going to play out at the beginning of the week. I'm not sold on Josh Allen. I'll get more into that in a minute. And and I think Washington can make a game. I, I actually, to be honest, I like still like the team's mindset. And I like the resolve that um, Ron Rivera shows in the press conferences and what he says about them. He wouldn't be frustrated if he felt like they weren't that good, but they know that the talent is there. And I, I trust a guy who's done this a long time to know what he has. And I've done this a long time too. And I do think they're better than what they've shown defensively, even with a brutal schedule for quarterbacks that they're going to face. Anyway, I had a 23, 17 Buffalo. And I do, I do think this team is capable of playing a lot better than it has shown in the first two games. I just think it may take a few more games to where they can pull off this kind of a road win like a place like Buffalo. Don't forget last season, they only beat one team that finished with a winning record. And that was Pittsburgh. Really good win. It was on the road, but it took a while for them to reach the point where they could win that kind of a game. This isn't a situation necessarily where they're just picking up where they left off. They still have a lot to prove. I still see too many defensive breakdowns to feel comfortable picking Washington. I did like how rookie linebacker Jamin Davis progressed in week two. And the more he plays, the more I can see his athleticism athleticism being a big help. Still some things he's got to clean up, of course, but I saw progress. But I also see too many issues at times in the secondary, mostly at safety. And to be honest, some of the breakdowns in coverage at safety, notably a couple times, were with Landon Collins. That concerns me against a quarterback with a big arm and a hell of a receiver to throw to in Stephon Diggs and a deep threat in Emmanuel Sanders. In three games against Washington, uh, Diggs has had games of 143 and 165 yards. Hasn't topped 70 yet this year. Granted, those were against different defenses and coaches and a different coaching staff, but the point is he's an explosive playmaker. We've seen it up close, and that does concern me Sunday. I think Washington's front has a chance to pressure versus Buffalo's line. They can do it with four. That's a huge win. They've averaged 20 pass rushes a game of five defenders or more in the first two weeks. Last year, they needed that tactic only 11.9 times per game. So they're doing it more. Now, it did work in the second half against the Giants, but I think in this game, you, you'd like to pressure with just four, um, maybe have somebody spy Allen a little bit when you, when you can. Buffalo's run defense was pretty strong in the first two games, though I think Washington has a better line, offensive line, than Miami and a better offense in general. I'm also not sure what level Buffalo's D is really at yet. Two years ago, they were really good. Last year, middle of the pack. It was the offense that really took them far. Regardless, 
in the first in the first game, Pittsburgh stuck with the run game and it was not working the first half that well, but they could stick with it because the defense kept them around and then they had success in the second half. That's a key. I think Antonio Gibson will be obviously a pivotal player in this game. I like Buffalo's defensive line. They have a good rotation there. And I got I get into that more with Elena in a few minutes, so pay attention to that. Um, but I think Gibson can have a good game. I think that patience and the vision are going to be huge in this game. And he can't be, he, he's got to get what he can. Four yards is a really good gain right now. Just keep getting that. And I think you'll be in good shape. Believe it or not, I'm not as worried about Taylor Heineke just because. Now, I think Buffalo's D will present a problem where they play a lot of man coverage. In fact, both teams rank among the top 10, I believe, I believe it's top 10 in numbers of man coverages played in the first two weeks. Both have done that 43 times, according to ESPN stats and info. The Heineke playing on the road angle doesn't really mean much to me. The kid came off the street last year to nearly spring an upset a month later in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. He's not going to be bothered by crowd noise. That's not my concern. I do worry about that defensive front applying enough pressure to give him and the offense fits. I also, listen, this is, the more he plays, the more tape there is of him. Buffalo now has more than what the Giants had. That's going to be not so much an issue. It's only an issue if you can't adjust to it, but it is a something that he has to adapt to and the offense has to adapt to. Not a huge believer in Josh Allen. He's missed wildly in the first two games. I see someone who lacks rhythm in the pocket right now and will perhaps leave a little bit earlier than he should at times. I just wish I felt better about how the defense was playing overall right now. They can play better. You see it in spurts where they actually look really good, and then they don't. And I do believe at some point they will. There's too much talent, and I think they have a proven coordinator in Jack Del Rio. I believe it will come around. But to get there, they need Davis and St. Juice to keep maturing, and they'll need Chase Young to win more one-on-ones and to impact games more, among other things. And then I think they need some of the veterans to play more discipline. This team has a lot of room for improvement. I think the players are capable of getting there. But Sunday, I think right now, to me, that's asking a bit much. What they need to do first and foremost is just play a good game. Rivera said this last year a lot. I, I firmly believe that. When you play good games consistently, you end up winning consistently. If they do that, whatever happens Sunday can still be a building block. Anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with Washington corner Benjamin St. Juice. How lessons learned in the opener and early in the second game helped to make a big stop late against the Giants. And what else he needs to learn? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A wild week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week three game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KIME, that's K-E-I-M, to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Welcome back. Now here's my conversation with Benjamin St. Juice. All right, Benjamin. First of all, and I was just asking about the parents off the air, but because they're in Montreal, correct? Yeah. So are they? have you been able to see them much since you've gotten to the nfl uh no not really actually the last time i saw like my whole family was for uh for christmas that was december 2020 so after i declared for the draft i went home for two weeks and uh after that since i started combine got drafted in the games they haven't been to the game yet so so is that hard because this is a big deal for you you're out there playing a lot and you know everybody wants their parents the game (laughs) oh yeah it's definitely hard and i think it's harder on my parents because you know that they they made the sacrifice for me to be in this position and and play so them not being able to see me and see like my growth and all that stuff i think that that hurts but i mean and it's gonna time with time is gonna is gonna come so you were just talking about to the other media about you know you want to get to the point where you're able to anticipate plays more right now you're worried about doing your job are there plays where you look back and you say once i get more comfortable I saw this, I knew this, but I need to do my job. I can jump this play. Were there Are there plays already that you see that as I get more comfortable, I can do that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if I look back at week one, like where I was trying to do like so much at once, like as a rookie, like trying to make all the plays and not like focusing too much on, on, on the on the things I need to execute. Like some of the plays where Keenan Allen like caught the ball, I think at the end of the game, like I could have like, I could have came off, I could have came off my, my, my receivers and went, been in that window to make an intercept. You know, those are little plays like that where as I get to be more comfortable and see it more in practice, then, you know, it starts to be like, you know, memory, like it starts to be like fast memory. So next time it comes, they get in a bunch of all that stuff. And then the receiver, I pass it off to my safety and I'll be right down that window trying to make that interception. I'm also wondering too, like, you know, you played two quarterbacks who have pretty good arms and Justin Herbert in that first game, were there throws that he made that maybe surprised you at the, the the velocity in his arm. I mean, did you see guy? Do you, does he compare to anybody you face in college as far as that kind of arm goes? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like he had, he had, a, he had a great arm, and uh, he can make all the plays. I think there wasn't that, like, there wasn't a particular pass that I was like, like, wow, like I can't cover that, or like it's like amazing, whatever. I think. Um, I mean, some of the plays that the receiver made were just like our plays, you know, back shoulder, like below, like I had to just be in a better position. And that's what I've been working on, you know, like the whole week, you know, it comes to practice. I'm going to anticipate it more. And like I said, now, like now I kind of know like the wide receiver, like when he turns around for the ball and all that stuff and when to look, those those kind of, you know, it's very different from college and NFL, how they play that. So now I know, but no, it wasn't no like particular pass that was like amazing from Justin Herbert. I'm also, I am, you brought the, I guess one of the plays is that back shoulder in the end zone. You look like your coverage was pretty good. So what can what could you have done differently that you took from that game to say next time I'm in this spot I can do this? You know what's crazy? I kept like the whole like for a few days. I was like I kept looking at the tape. I was like yeah like what what can I do? What can I? Then we I, when I came here in the facility and we looked over the tape, my coach just said like it's the NFL. You know there's, there's <laughs> like there's literally like there's they're gonna make plays too like. You know, like there was nothing like I was, was good coverage. Like maybe I could have like maybe anticipate a little bit more and look back. But like, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, it's Mike Williams. 
huge receiver. He's gonna make the plays like you know, like all the other receivers are gonna make plays. I'm gonna make plays too. And on to the next one. Nah, and that's no, why I, I'm know. glad you said that because I I kept saying I don't know how you defend that it's, differently. It's hard. It's very hard, especially low and you turn around. Got to in this league too. You got to make sure you don't grab and touch him, get the flag. So you just gotta be like in the right place at the right time. Where did you feel you made the biggest jump week one to week two? Uh, I think towards like I would say towards the uh, second half of the, the Giants game, like uh, my mindset going, coming in was to just make sure I do my I do my plays. I'm I'm detailed. I'm executed. And towards the end of the game, when it got closer, when it got like more tight, I was like, you know what? Like this is where like you know I'm gonna start like jumping plays and start making the plays and just being loose, you know. So you, you had that one play where you def- I think it was the third down play. Yeah. Big hit. Is that one of the examples? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a there, there was two of them actually. You know, like in the beginning of the game, I kind. I kind of want to see like how Daniel Jones and the receivers were like, you know, what concept they were running. So I was giving a little bit more space trying to see because I didn't want to get beat deep the first play. I wanted to see like if they run some little, because the little routes are not going to beat us, explosive play. So they ran a lot of comebacks and all the stop routes and all that stuff. So when the time came in the fourth quarter and then they ran that comeback again, I was like, you know what? Like, I know they're not going deep. So I jumped it and I was able to make that play. And it's funny because like there are also some, are there still some routes where you're saying, oh, I didn't know somebody might run. Not so much didn't know it, but like that it's different. I saw there was like a double comeback. The guy ran a double move on you, but it was a comeback each time. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, to be honest, like a weird thought as a DB, like if you run a, if he runs a double move, like you know, protect the DB if he right. comes out. If he the receiver has that much time to run a route, like you know, it is what it is. That's, like you know, kudos true. to the O line, you know, for yeah. doing it. You just gotta wrap and tackle, don't miss a tackle, and then you know, on to the next play. How good do you feel then after two games about what you've been able to show? Um, I think it's, it's just gonna keep getting better. To be honest, I mean, obviously, like I'm gonna like gonna have some always some things to work on you know you never want to come in in, in a game and be like you know i got it now like i'm good i don't need to work on something like I'm, I'm perfect like you know you're never perfect whatever i wanted to work on last week i worked on not some some more stuff and every week's gonna be some new stuff so hopefully um, you know i keep building off that and i keep getting better and better and better every week what do you see from buffalo's offense and quarterback josh allen they're gonna throw the ball they're gonna throw the ball about 50 55 times so that's gonna be opportunities for us to make some interceptions some pbus and all that stuff so that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And then what's jumped out of you? And I don't know how much you'll be on Stefan Diggs, but what jumps out of you about him as a receiver? Uh, very polished route runner. You know, he can run some great routes. Got to be patient. He likes double moves a lot, and that's what we've seen on tapes and all that stuff. So you got to be patient, and uh, you know, just if you if you stay focused and you you worked on your technique and you stay on your technique and details, like you should be just fine. It's when players trying to do like more than they're supposed to because oh my god it's like a receiver it's wide receiver number one it's a great receiver like when you just work on the little technique and details and you're patient because he's like a great runner like i said you're gonna be just fine is it hard to be patient when you're young yeah it's it's, it's just it's hard in general at the position to be patient sometimes you just want to jump to play oh so i'm gonna make the play and then um, the more you're patient the more you know you're gonna see the play develop and it's gonna slow down for you you're gonna be able to make the play benjamin thanks a lot man no problem appreciate it appreciate it no problem After this break, I'll be back with ESPN Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg. She covered Ron Rivera for one season in Carolina and now covers the Bills, where the Bills might be vulnerable. Prosper Insurance has an offer that's tough to beat and will benefit you one way or another. When you get a quote with Prosper Insurance, if they can't beat your home or auto quote, they will send you an official Washington football team legend jersey. Of course, if they do beat it, you'll be able to afford your own jersey or two. I can tell you from experience, the quote I received was $2,000 less than my previous insurer. It might not be like that for everyone, but why not find out? 
Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes it easy while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which helps explain why Prosper has more than 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance slash to get your quote and a possible Washington football team legend jersey. That's prosper.insurance slash K-E-I-M. This offer is good from September 13th to September 30th. You know what else is cool? They plant a tree for every policy they write. That's more than 66,000 trees and counting. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Welcome back. Now here's my conversation with ESPN's Elena Getzenberg. Yeah. All right, Elena. Well, before we get into your new team, you covered Ron Rivera's the end of his tenure in Carolina. What stood out to you about him and his tenure there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I didn't get to cover him for as long as I would have liked because when I walked into the building, you know, people said the best things about him as a person, especially. Um, but, you know, it was, I got to cover, unfortunately, um, the week he was fired really stands out in my memory of my time covering the team. Um, the emotions in the locker room from the players and just around the building even. Um, he was someone that was beloved in that organization and they still to this day, you know, everyone says, the best things about Ron. And I don't think you get that with every NFL head coach, just the emotions that came out of the locker room, what players said about him as a coach and how they still feel about him. Um, and I, I think that was, that tells you all you need to know about him as a coach and a person. Um, and then from afar, it's been cool to see all of his success. Um, I did not think Washington was a playoff team last year, but they, they got it done. And with everything he was dealing with off the field, I think it, it's that much more impressive. Um, and just everyone in that building now, the front office is almost the Panthers front office right. to a T. It, it's very close. And all the coaches that he brought with him, especially to see Scott Turner, um, his success now in that role, uh, it's been, it's cool to see. It'll be, I'll be, you know, with the whatever the quarterback situation right. is, it'll be fun to watch how what they do next. It is funny because I know like a lot of fans here and some even some holdovers who had been here when they brought all these Panthers assistants and, and front office people on board. It was like, well, what did Carolina do that was so good that they had to bring everybody up here? But it's really what I've learned with Rivera is that it's really about being surrounded by some familiarity and people that he really, really trusts. And I think that's a, that plays a big part of it. And I think it's why, like you said, you know, there were tears in that locker room from the players when he was fired. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's the one where I remember, you know, at the end of that 2019 season with Scott Turner, you know, getting more opportunities and all that sort of thing. Like, I remember there was like, well, you know, why would he, he, he was the offensive coordinator for those last four games after Ron was let go. And it was like, Ron wanted him to get that opportunity. And I think that kind of speaks to how, when he trusts people and sees them in those roles, I think he, he really helps them out um, and kind of promotes them. And that's why he wanted those people, someone like Marty Herney around him right. and with his new team. So let's get to the new team and, and their opponent on Sunday, the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen. I mean, that you know, he's coming off this huge year, and then this year the whole thing is what's going on with him. So from what's been your take on Josh Allen? And he, and he said this this week, he's just not playing as well, and that's 
okay. I mean, <laughs> it's not great. It's, you know, you want him to play at a MVP caliber level, but right now he's, he's just not there yet. Um, his accuracy, especially downfield has not been great. Um, and I think that's a, there's a few reasons for that. I don't think it's anything. There's nothing in my mind to overreact about just yet. This is his fourth year in this offense. They're going to get it together. It's not like he's learning anything new. Um, and he's not like he's looked horrible. He's not like losing them football games. He's just missed some throws and he's been a little off with some of his receivers. But then you look, he had a touchdown last week against the Dolphins where he threw across his body into the middle of the end right. zone. throw You'd never want him to right. attempt, but it was beautiful. <laughs> so right. he's still doing those sort of things. He's just got to clean up some of the accuracy, something he talked about this week to us. Um, and I don't think it's a long-term concern, but it's, it's something that if I was an opposing defense, I'd look to take advantage of because he's not as quite as sharp as he was last season. It didn't seem like even in watching him a little bit, like the rhythm is there yet. Mm-hmm. And do you, you know, what do you think that's a function of? Most of his receivers are returning. So, you know, you don't think it's like Emmanuel Sanders is new and they've been a little off in their connection. Um, But, you know, Stefan Diggs was there last year. Cole Beasley was there last year. There's not a lot of that to point to. I think it's just, you know, Josh Allen's numbers last year as well. Like we're outside the norm, you know, it was like the question coming into the year was, will he regress? It's if he doesn't like it's natural for him to regress because his numbers last year were so high. So I think it's, you know, getting into the rhythm of the season is part of getting that connection down. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they, he continues to improve this week and going forward. I think it's more just getting comfortable and getting back in that rhythm. How's the line been the offensive line? Because in the first game, again, some issues and second game, maybe some issues, but it's maybe covered up by the score. Yeah, they haven't been great. Um, I think like when I look at this game, I think that's an opportunity for Washington. I know the defense has been struggling, you know, some, but I, mm-hmm. I watched that game last Thursday. Yeah. I, you know, not you see the struggles. Yeah. Not getting it after the quarterback, you know, maybe like they'd like, but I think that's an opportunity because this offensive line, if you look back, I mean, that Steelers game provided a, a blueprint for beating that offensive line. Um, they're okay. <laughs> they're not great. I think that's the weakness of this offense. Um, and there's there's opportunities. I mean, right tackle Daryl Williams has looked good, but he really struggled against the Steelers. Mm. And it's going to be interesting to see if with Washington, they'll, they'll notice that and to see if they can well, that- take it and that's where Chase Young would mostly be lining up. So what do you, was there somewhere area where something that Pittsburgh was doing specifically that hurt that line, do you think? TJ Watt. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. All right, no, there you I go. They weren't blitzing, which is something the Steelers do. And they, right. they, they almost didn't blitz Josh Allen at all. Um, and they were able to get after him with three guys sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes four so it wasn't necessarily sending a lot of pressure. I don't think Washington will need to do that. I think Chase Young can do, you know, probably by himself almost do it just fine. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's just consistently getting out of, getting after him um, and keeping Josh Allen um, in the pocket. That's the key, not letting him scramble around a lot, which is something the Steelers did successfully. And it seemed like, you know, it's funny because even with that, there's sometimes like he almost anticipated some pressure and maybe got out of there a little bit early, which tells me that he's probably not fully in rhythm. Did you see some of that? 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's also, I think he, especially against in the, against the Steelers, I think they were expecting more of a blitz. So he was anticipating mm-hmm. that pressure maybe more than he should have been, which led to some of that being off. Zach Moss, you wrote a story about Zach Moss too, and um, how he kind of bounced back. What do he and, and he had that fumble and he kind of bounced back after that, but what do he and Devin Singletary mean to this offense? Yeah, Devin Singletary has been playing really well. Um, right. He's averaging over six yards per carry, which is, you know, if you get that from your starting running back, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Um, so the the running game really didn't get going with this group last year. So and Devin Singletary was not really the star running back um, last season, but he's looked really good so far. And I think if they're able to get him going consistently, that's huge for this offense. Um, and then Zach Moss, he had two touchdowns last week after the fumble. Right. He's more of a short yardage guy. They'll you know, bring him in towards the goal line, those kind of third and one situations. Um, and he, you know, had the fumble, you know, Devin Singletary's actually had a couple fumbles too, but they've gone out of bounds for him. Um, So holding on to the football is a priority, but if the two of them can get going the way they did against Miami's defense last week, that's huge for this offense. And then the defense seems to have looked really good. Is that pretty accurate? I know they're coming off as, as one of the, as one of the reporters on the zoom call said the other day, they're coming off a Krispy Kreme, no glaze game. Um, but you know, against the dolphins, but how have they looked in general? Yeah. I take that game with a little bit of great, a grain of salt for the bills defense. Cause that Miami offensive line looks horrible. Okay. Uh, so I think you take it. They looked good. They didn't look that good. Okay. I think you can take in mind there who they were playing against. Um, Cause they had a, that defensive line had all day to, they <laughs> to get did going um so I think they look good there's definitely signs encouraging signs um they needed Greg Rousseau the rookie um, to have an impact this season that's why they drafted him in the first round and he looked he had two sacks last week and looked really good um AJ Epinesa is another pass rusher who they needed to step up this year he's playing well also so those guys they needed the pass rush to be there this year and you know while we're taking that Miami great game with a grain of salt they took a step forward there and that's going to be huge there's the back end's got veterans they have guys up there the questions are up front for this defense and they took a step forward last week but they need I need to see them against a bigger challenge to like have a better assessment and and you know when i when i've watched them in the two games like they do give some they've given pittsburgh and miami some problems up front with guys like ed oliver and all that mm-hmm. how have they looked to you and you know how you know what what are the what are the thoughts about how that interior of the line has been playing yeah, they've been playing well. Um, someone like Mario Addison, who's a, yeah. a veteran um, and someone who played for Ron Rivera, um, has he had a good game against the Dolphins. He looked good, and that's you know, and Star Lutalele, who has been dealing with a variety of injuries. We'll see if he plays on Sunday. He had a good game. Um, I guess the, uh, the defensive line had a good game, but the yeah. interior, the interior has, and you noted at Oliver, he had a really good game against the Steelers. He looked. Like, and they, he was, he's someone else who they invested in and he looks better this year. Yeah. And that's big for them. That was someone defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier had pointed to as taking a step forward this year. Um, so they're looking good. What they need to do is consistently, you know, the pass rush and the interior, if they can get both going at the same time, I think that's where this defense can take the next step. 
And, and, you know, also when you look at their linebackers too, I mean, that group seems to have played pretty well, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this defense, this defense should be good. Um, Matt Milano's play had a good game against the Dolphins. This defense had a good game against the, yeah, you know, yeah. I think across the board, but I think they're, they're playing well. And I think, I mean, I think the expectations for this defense are very high, like across the board. Like I think they've put so many resources, resources in up front, the linebackers, veterans back there. There's no reason they shouldn't be playing well. Then the secondary, you have two fantastic safeties back there. Um, and the cornerback situation, I mean, you got Tredavious White. That's right. all you need to know. I mean, this defense, I, I think they should give Taylor Heineke some trouble all over the place. But, I mean, the linebacker situation specifically, Matt Milano is playing very well this season. And, and giving him trouble, do you think because of that secondary or just a combination of everything? I think the combination of everything, I think this defense, I think this defense is good um, and they shouldn't, you know, they haven't, they've given up one touchdown in two games. And of course the Miami one giving up zero points helps right. with that, but they're playing well this season. And I do, th I mean, I think the secondary will give some troubles, but I do think they, they should, I mean, I know the Washington's offensive line is they've got some guys up there, but I think they should give them some trouble up front too. You remember was Heineke was there in Carolina when you were there too, right? I think I missed him slightly. Did you? Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So he. I just he, missed him. He had the one start in 2018. I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I got the Kyle Allen experience. Okay. What was that like? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It was, you know, it was good, and then it wasn't good. So. Yeah, and that's that's the Kyle Allen experience. So, <laughs> so how do you when you're looking at this game? How do you kind of look at it? maybe playing out yeah I mean I think I think they'll keep it close for a bit what I think is a really interesting factor of this game is the familiarity between these coaching mm -hmm. staffs I mean Sean McDermott knows Ron Rivera Ron Rivera taught you know Sean McDermott they know each other's tendencies especially especially on the defensive side of the ball um so I think that's an interesting like chess yeah. game within it seeing if they can plan for each other's tendencies at all um but I mean I think the Bills should win this game I think it could be close for a bit but I just think the Bills are you know ahead of Washington in yeah. that development and, and they can they, at home I think it's a chance to get for them to win there you go Elena I appreciate your insight thank you very much yeah thanks for having me That's it for this episode. Thanks to Benjamin St. Juice and Elena for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with another episode after Sunday's game at Buffalo. Talk to you next time.